The more and more seriously a person takes their faith, the more and more often they have questions. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents. I know people who have said that they were raised Christian or they were raised Catholic, and they were raised not to ask questions. And I always have to stop them and say, okay, let me, let me, let me pitch, you a, pitch you a scenario. Is the scenario you were in religious ed or Sunday school or one of those kind of class settings, and you were the kid with your hand up all the time, not because you really wanted an answer to the question, but because you just wanted to be that kid with their hand up every time and like see if you could stump the teacher. And at one point, the teacher said, you know what, that's it, Michael. That's enough questions. Just put your hand down. Don't ask any more questions. Because there is a way to ask questions where I really want the answer, and there's a way to ask questions that you want to be the smart aleck. I know because I've been both, and we can smell our own a little bit there. It also could have been, I found this out a lot, where someone says, you know, my grandmother told me, like, you know what, if you believe, you don't ask any questions. You know, if you, if you have faith, you don't ask any questions. And what I've found is that sometimes, again, that's sometimes literally what someone believes. But I've also found that sometimes what they're trying to say is what they've gotten to a place, they, what they've done is they've gotten to a place in their spiritual life, in their relationship with Christ, where when hard things happen, when bad things happen, they don't ask the same questions anymore because they have reached a place of trust. They reach a place of deep faith where they don't have to question when this or that is happening. Does that make sense? Now, it could also be that they just don't believe you should ask questions, which is not not the perspective of the Catholic Church. In fact, we love questions. Your, your religious head teacher might not love questions. Maybe your priest doesn't love questions. Your campus minister, whoever it is in your life, the, the Christian in your life, the Catholic in your life might not love questions, but the church loves questions. In fact, one of our greatest saints, his name's St. Thomas Aquinas, he's known not only for answering hard questions, he's known for asking the hardest questions. In fact, there's a book called the Summa Theologica, or Theologia, whatever. He doesn't just summarize and answer, he summarized the best questions he possibly could think of. He heard questions from other people and said, actually, um, you said that in a way that is a weak question. I'm gonna make it a stronger question, make it a more difficult question in order to answer that question as best we possibly can. Again, keep this in mind. The great saints, so many of the great saints are ones who asked really, really hard questions. So if you're a Catholic, you're a Christian, you're following after Christ, or you wonder if you should, but you have questions, having questions is not an obstacle. Having questions is not an obstacle. Now, it's not to say there aren't obstacles. It's not to say there aren't difficulties, not only when you come into faith, but also in the midst of faith. And I, would, I kind of break down sometimes. Uh, when we teach our class, uh, it's called RCIA. It's the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. And so basically, people who are interested in, in looking at Christianity, they're interested in maybe becoming Catholic. And so a lot of times, we're presenting all these, uh, these teachings, the things that Catholics believe, and they'll have questions. Sometimes, they're, and they're in three levels, right? Here's the, here's the first level. The first level is what? Because they have a difficulty. And like, I don't really know what the church teaches. Um, so the first level is, I just need to know what. Because a lot of people have misconceptions on what the church teaches. In fact, there's a very famous uh, bishop named Archbishop Fulton Sheen. At one point, he had a TV show, had radio shows. He was, he's super influential in America when it comes to the Catholic Church. Um, my grandfather, I believe he became Catholic because of the influence of Archbishop Sheen and the clarity of thought that he had. At one point, Archbishop Sheen said this. He said, there are not 100 people in America who hate the Catholic Church. He said, but there are innumerable number of people, thousands of people who hate what they mistakenly believe is the Catholic Church. Again, he said, not 100 people who hate the Catholic Church, but there are thousands upon thousands who hate what they mistakenly believe is the Catholic Church. So. Sometimes we need to answer that first level question, which is, 
what is it that the church actually teaches? What is it the, act, the church actually believes? Um, because there's some confusion. Now, someone could say, no, 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 you know, I went to Catholic school, I know what the church teaches about X, but I don't know why. And that's a lot of us, right? Now, sometimes we need to clarify the what, and that sometimes answers the question, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that we believed this instead of that. But sometimes it's, okay, no, no, I know what the church teaches, but I don't know why. And that becomes the difficulty. And that's a really great question. Again, as we mature, you know, as human beings, our, as our intellect gets formed more and more, we ask deeper and more complex questions. That's just how it goes. And yet, oftentimes, the way in which we understand the faith is at a second grade level or a fifth grade level. It's not at a very high level for a lot of us. Why? Because maybe we took some religious education classes in high school, but even then, <laughs> probably it was taught by someone who's a volunteer, very grateful for them, but not someone with you know, a doctorate or a master's degree or a degree at all in, in theology. And secondly, um, we're probably in a room <laughs> Full of people who didn't care about the answers, didn't care about the questions, didn't care about the topic, and here's this volunteer who has to manage all these people who don't care about this for like 45 minutes a week. Yeah, we're not going to get very far in answering or asking the questions. So keep that in mind. A lot of us, we don't have an education in the faith that passes the fifth grade level, sixth grade level. But your brain has passed the sixth grade level, and therefore your questions and my questions they need a more complicated or more developed answer. I know what the church teaches, but I don't know why. Now, sometimes, again, that becomes the obstacle for people where they don't know where to look or to ask the why question. And um, so they think, well, I guess I don't believe. I guess I have this thing called doubt because I don't know why the church teaches what she teaches. Now, that's not doubt. In fact, um, in the catechism, it, it makes a big distinction between a difficulty and a doubt. A difficulty is something like, um, yeah, I don't know what the church teaches. I, I, I can't understand it. I don't understand it. A difficulty can be, I don't know why the church teaches this and I'm trying, I'm trying, trying to wrap my mind around it. Or uh, the next piece, which would be a difficulty, which is the third question, how? Like, I don't know how I could live this way. A doubt is something different. A doubt is, no, 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 I know what the church teaches. I know why the church teaches this. I don't accept it. That's a doubt, and that's a sin against faith. That, that's hardening my mind, and my intellect, and hardening my will, my heart, against the truth of the church, the truth of the church teaching. But to have a difficulty to say, I don't know what this is, I don't know why, I don't know how I could possibly live this, that's not a doubt, that's a difficulty. And as St. John Henry Newman once said, he said, 10,000 difficulties do not make up one single doubt. You can have difficulties <laughs> day and night, difficulties of, I don't know what, I need to figure out what the church teaches, why, I'm not sure why, and there's the third one, I kind of jumped over it, but how? And this one hits so many of us. It can be a situation where it's like, no, I know what the church teaches, and I know why the church teaches this. I've been to the, the I mean, let's talk about it in terms of human relationships and uh, the role of sex in human relationships. Say like theology of the body. Like, no, I've been to the theology of the body seminar. This happened, I bring that up specifically because I work on a college campus, and we often put on Theology of the Body seminars. And it says, no, I know, now I know what, and now I know why. I don't know how I could possibly live this. I don't know how me and my girlfriend could possibly live this way. I don't know how me and my boyfriend could possibly live this way. I don't know how I, knowing myself and knowing what I'm drawn to, knowing my wounds, knowing all these things, I don't know how I could possibly live up to this. That's not a doubt. That is a difficulty. 
That, that is a temptation to discouragement, but it is, is not a doubt. And to engage that, to engage the what does the church teach, to engage the why does she teach it, and to engage the how could I possibly live this, that's actually an exercise of faith. It's not a sin against faith, it's an exercise of faith. Because what I'm saying is, well, hopefully, what I should take the next step and then say, okay, I'm going to seek out a what. I don't know what the answer is, so I'm going to look for the answer. Or I'm going to seek out someone who can teach me why. Yeah, maybe I talked to my priest and he didn't do a very good job. Maybe I looked up Father Mike, I looked up some of your videos and you didn't do a very good job. I still don't know why. That's, that happens. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep asking. Or maybe it's, I don't know how I could possibly do this and I keep failing at it and I keep falling. Okay, but to not give up, to lean into God's grace that he's, is poured out for you by going back to confession, by continuing your prayer and by saying, Lord, I do not have the strength in, in me, on my own, to be able to live up to this high call. But you can give me the strength. And I know that you want to give me the strength to be able to follow after you with my whole life, to be able to love you with everything I am and everything I have. There are questions. What? Why? How? None of them on their own are obstacles that lead to doubt. They can be difficulties, but when those difficulties are engaged, they're wrestled with, you pursue an answer and ask for God's help. It's actually through the questioning and through that struggle, through that wrestling match, that you'll become, and that I'll become, that we'll become that much more solid in our faith. With a mature faith, that can weather any storm because we struggled to get the answer to the question. And we struggled to ask for the grace even in the midst of failure and to ask for courage in the midst of discouragement. 10,000 difficulties do not add up to one single doubt. So, have the difficulties. Engage with the difficulties. Wrestles with the, wrestle with the difficulties, but never ever doubt. Anyways, that's, that's what I got here. <laughs> and from all, us, from all of us here at Essential Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.